Welcome to The Winner's Edit, a survivor storyline and editing podcast. I'm your host, Joe. And I'm Dan, and you can catch me tomorrow if you're listening to it. Actually, today on uh, Sequester, if you watch that. I'm Dan Kilby. That is my name. Yeah, great, great plug. Shameless plug. You should watch it because it's probably really good, probably really interesting. I don't know. We'll have to see. I have no idea how it'll be, but I'm, uh, I definitely think it'll be great, and you should definitely watch it. <laughs> you were a person that were there. Yeah, I was a person who was there at the event. <laughs> um, so we're talking about bread first search. Yeah, see, I, I definitely practiced to say this, because I was like, they're just intentionally doing tongue twisters now yeah. to put like obstacles in the way of our like number one Survivor podcast. Yeah, they basically, I think, just pick whatever the hardest thing to say that Christian says is. Yeah. Um, this is another Christian episode title. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay, this one, I think, is a little bit of, little excessive because, like, this is just a thing he did. Like, this is, Yeah. This isn't some epic episode title. Like, this is just, this doesn't describe the episode. Yeah, when I went to go search for what the episode title was, I was like, really? Like, I couldn't think of anything that immediately jumped out as a better title, but it still seems pretty bland. It doesn't roll off the tongue. You'd think it'd be something like Kara backstabbing Dan or something, or even Davey getting the jacket, something like that. Like, some sort of big moment. Like, a lot of stuff happened in this episode. I thought it was really good, but... Yeah. Yeah, actually, I like the episode. It really did that thing where, like, it got in touch with every character, and, like, they all had their, like, what felt like their right roles mm-hmm. in the game, and no one was really horribly under-edited, and it just felt good. Yeah, it felt like the right people got content, the right people got less content. Like, it felt like we actually saw what happened. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they put a lot of work into making sure we understood why the vote split Mm -hmm. and why the advantages were played in the way they were. And I really loved the episode up until the very end. Um, Man, that idle nullifier sucks. That is the opposite of fun, engaging television, I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think we're in agreement on that. And I think our, our main concern is that, like, Dan just had no way of knowing. Yeah. And, like, the worst part like, is, all season we've been like, LOL, Dan's gonna do something really dumb, and he's such a, like, he's getting the idiot edit, like, like the Cole Metters edit, where he's just like, bit this big dumb guy who can't do anything right, and is definitely not gonna play his idols correctly, and we're gonna laugh at him. And he played both his idols relatively correctly. Uh, I mean, not so much on the Angelina one, I guess. But, like, he was proactive with them. He was willing to play them on allies. I think in the moment that was the right move. And then he read the room correctly that it was on him. And he goes home anyway. I feel like Dan played an exceptional game and got screwed by a twist that he could have never seen coming. Yeah. I think, of course, you want twists you've never seen before. But you almost want, like, to have a primer for the contestants. Like, here's what you can expect. Mm -hmm. Like... If it's not that, I mean, you're asking them to, like, look at an infinite, like, idea space for what could be in the game. And that's not feasible and not really fun either. Like... Yeah, like, I don't know. I just don't know how you could even, like, 
Because, like, I think part of the fun of Survivor is that it's, like, there's so many infinite ways you can do it wrong in some minute way, right? And that's how you go home. And Dan's one of the rare people in Survivor history, I think, who really didn't do that much wrong to actually lead to his specific eviction. Like, obviously, getting votes and stuff, clearly he's doing something wrong. But there's a mechanism in the game designed specifically that if you do draw a lot of attention that you can save yourself. He had that. He used it correctly. He used the mechanisms that are normal in the game. And then some abstract one from the outside just uh, says, oh, nope, you can't do that. Yeah, it's like, I'm not one to compare Survivor to chess ever. But, like, it's like if you were to play chess with someone and then I'm like, here's my new piece that moves this way. I mean, it's literally the rock, paper, scissors, dynamite of Survivor, right? Like, it's, oh, dynamite beats everything. Like... Yeah. Um, and for me, it's just like all season I've been like, this is a dumb twist because it all it does is help a majority just dominate a minority. Like, this is probably the best usage you'll ever see from it because, and it's definitely going to come back because they loved the moment or whatever, where the minority got to use it. But in most cases, this is going to be the big boring majority being like, like, this is like, like if Goliath had it last episode where Christian got the idol plate on him. That would have been some riveting television, like. Yeah. Wait, are you being sarcastic? Very sarcastic. Hmm, I don't know. You think it would have been fun to see, I mean, like, imagine Davy pulls out his idol, uses it on Christian, and then from the air it says, oh, never mind. Now we get a Goliath pagonging? Like, it's... Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think the fact that this somehow is a minority because of the vote steal and it, it managed to be okay. And, like, just one person gets screwed, but... It required, like, perfect... Like, you have to know who's playing the idol. And I guess part of that is Dan being so careless with his knowledge mm. that that happened. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like if it does come back, we'll see it be misplayed a lot more than anything else. Or just played in situations of absolute knowledge. Yeah. Well, it's just like it's just like those moments where like people don't vote Jay in Millennials vs. Gen X because maybe he has an idol. And so like the fact like the idol being a sort of defense mechanism, like the the specter of the idol being a defense mechanism kind of goes away with this thing. Like it's just like, oh, we think he has the idol? Who cares? <laughs> put, put, put this thing on him. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it's anti-fun, but basically, Dan, mm-hmm. if you're listening, I think you played really well and you got screwed, and I hope, honestly, you get a second chance someday. I think part of the reason we did see his edit has to do with Kara more than anything else, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that, but I think his edit was very much in service of Kara. Yeah, this confirms it. Like, I thought there would be like this epic blind side, or Kara would really rip his heart out, or... He'd do something stupid, he'd idle himself out, something like that. But no, he played optimally and got screwed, and Kara didn't even vote him out. And he got, like, compl- his, the entire story from episode one was Kara was willing to cut his throat, and he's not willing to cut hers. And that wasn't even the story that ended up happening. And I, But I think that's the story they want to portray. They want to mm-hmm. be like, oh, Kara had to cut ties, and now it's her own game to play from here on out. Bingo. But we'll get to her. Yeah, I think you mean Bing or whatever. Yeah, sorry, Carlin. Bing. That I, was like, obnoxious. I missed it on the first 
watch and then I meant to like pay attention and I still missed it. So like it's Carl. <laughs> um, um before we move on, I think some awesome like I'm surprised at how good this episode was considering it had a reward and immunity challenge. Um those just flew by and they managed to like be pretty good. Um I thought the challenges were fine and then like I loved like the kind of character moments where like we saw Allison and Alec go like the full story of Allison and Alec being like we're gonna flip to no we're not like we got to see the kind of the actual rationale for how quote unquote boring gameplay happens yeah I think that was a f- very fun editing choice yeah uh, my one gripe with the reward challenges stop doing challenges with odd numbers where you just sit the person out like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either let them bet on who goes, or just give them it. Like, or yeah, show. something, some in-game thing. Like, I agree. Like betting on who's gonna win or something. Like that's just a fun way to be like, you bet against me. What? Or like, if your schoolyard picks or your random draws are both gonna be off-screen, just do like a schoolyard pick for this one where it like mm-hmm. matters and could have like actual game implications. Yeah, I like, think honestly everything should be either a you pick like it's an individual and you pick who wins. Like you pick who comes with you. Or a schoolyard pick. Like, I really don't think there should be any random ones. Like, it's just not fun. And obviously, we don't have to see the schoolyard picks, but, like, it's fun to know they were there. Especially since this episode, it was very much like, oh, Carl is so excited for burgers. Oh, Carl didn't get picked. Like, that's not that fun. Yeah. Like, just feels bad for Carl. It's, like, not even in, like, a particularly, like, meaningful way. It's just like, oh, poor guy. Yeah. Um, and then I just want to shout out Davey Rickenbacker, uh, completely owning the camera on that scene where he's like, I got the uh, uh, jacket. Um, I thought that was incredible. Good TV. You kill it, Davey. I hate it. I hate it. It was awkward both times. <laughs> I saw it. I just. Uh... Oh, that made me. I was smiling ear to ear. Like, oh my goodness. Why did you invisible this guy in the merge? But <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Why did you hate it? I don't, I can't imagine hating that scene. Like, it's just it just was very cringeworthy. Like, and I don't like to cringe it a lot, but it's just so excited. Like, so many forced um, wrestling references. Just like, no thanks. Okay, I'm literally wearing a wrestling T-shirt as we speak, so maybe I'm the wrong audience to be judging it objectively. <laughs> um, but you know what? Um, I thought it was a good own the camera whenever you're on it. Even if you failed, you tried. <laughs> I think there's a difference between trying, like, and succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was definitely trying to be a character, but like, it's authenticity, yeah. you know. Like, not to segue, but like, I think. We see a lot of authenticity from Gabby, and that makes her captivating TV. Like, Christian is pretty authentic in the way he is, and I think that's captivating. Davies just felt super forced and not authentic and not fun but, to me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the season you have liked him, right? Like, And he's largely yeah. been... Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. It just, this yeah, one moment. It was like, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I guess uh, on the topic of authenticity, I will be shameless in segueing to uh, our story section where we go through kind of the stories of the season and what we think uh, this this episode is telling us about the broader scheme of things. 
Uh, so we start with the first and probably most important um, theme of the season is this whole social charm versus social awkwardness thing. Uh, with specifically that meaning authenticity is good uh, and authenticity is bad. Mm-hmm. I think at this point it's clear that uh, we're really being set up as, like all season we've been like, Gabby Cara are these people. And I really think at this point it's super in your face. Like these are the voices of authenticity. These are the two contrasting ideals between social awkwardness and social charm. Uh, and they've both completely just stepped into the spotlight at this point. Like they like, I think the editors at this point are just like, yeah, these are the two people to really pay a whole lot of attention to in terms of this whole idea. Like these two are meant to be compared to each other. Yeah. And I think these are the two people I want to bring up for examples from this episode. I think at the beginning you see Dan not like just sitting on the beach all alone and like they point this out and then Kara's quick to go over there and be like, Hey, this isn't how you play survivor. You need to be social and you can't expect people to come to you. So I think that's her being, um, I guess constructedly social, like, like social charm naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Really good way to be like, Hey, Kara is talking to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a really sly way to be like, use Dan as not talking to everybody and her being like, you have to talk to everybody. Is a simple way to be like, hey, by the way, she's a social threat. Yeah. And then with Gabby, you just see her continuing on her story of, yeah, she was awkward, but she's trying to take things into her own hands. Um, right after the reward challenge, she is like, I need to talk to Alice. That's a good side. And then, yeah. And then after the commercial break, it goes right into that. It's like, here's how I'm going to talk to Allison and get her on our side. So mm -hmm. I think that's definitely an important part of it. Yeah. And like this episode wasn't huge for like the whole authenticity thing or anything like that. But there was a whole lot of the like, I think it actually it kind of was there in the background, right? Like you get the whole like at tribal Nick's like, listen, you guys keep telling me that you're totally going to flip with us and you didn't. And you can only, like, fool me so many times before I stop believing you. And I think that is sort of tied to the concept of authenticity. And basically, he's calling out the Goliath for not being authentic in how they present themselves. Yeah, I think a major point of this episode is that, for me, it sort of showed that at least every Goliath but Kara is, like, not to be yes. rooted for. Like, it's very much David heavy, and then we don't know what to do with Kara yet, but, and that was another point for it, is that a lot of times the Goliaths are shown as wanting to work with the Davids. You can put that in big, like, air quotes, but, like. Yeah, and Allison was kind of used as the whipping dog for this episode, where it's like, she's talking to Gabby, and she's like, well, every Goliath wants to flip. It's just, why would you? I mean, like. Uh, and I mean, all season we've been like, tribe strong equals death, and at this point, the Davids kind of have a built-in excuse for why they're tribe strong, and it gives them kind of a pass. Yeah, they're never, like, for the last three episodes, it's been like, oh, look at all the Goliaths on the beach together, 
just plotting our demise. And never, even though the Davids are also <laughs> all sitting there saying this, it's never their perspective flipped. And I guess maybe if we see that now that they're sort of turning into the majority, like if they become the ones who are the deciders of the Goliath's fate in much the same way, maybe, but for now it's been shown very... I don't know if we'll see that, though. <laughs> um, on to, I guess, the David versus Goliath split in general. Uh, turning your strengths into advantages and making the best of bad situations. So... I don't know if we saw much. I mean, of this. I think the very <laughs> obvious one is the sort of advantage, uh, Voltron style. Yeah. We'll all use them together to take out these guys. Um, that was yeah. mainly where this came from, and that specifically, they were, they took what could have just been a vote steal. The vote steal on its own would not have worked. Dan would have idled it. Someone, one of the Davids would have gone home. They had just an idle nullifier. That would have been enough. But taking all these things and the disadvantage and kind of like the the advantage of being at a disadvantage sort of thing, I think they were trying to tell us that story of like, look, the Davids were able to turn their the fact that they're in a minority into a way to make the Goliaths look like fools, which is a good thing. I always think of it as like what their specific strengths as people are. And, like, try to loop that in. But that is a good point. Mm. Just the actual advantages the game provides and how that relates to their story. Yeah, they were able able to turn the game advantages into advantages, which was their strength. And I had to feel pretty bad for Gabby being the only one in that group to not have something. Um, And I guess this is kind of an interesting one to segue into is... So, like we said just even a couple minutes ago, tribal loyalty is being mocked in this season. Like, it is something that we're supposed to laugh at. Like, you're bad if you're tribal loyal. Like, you're scared. You're not playing well. And all season, there's been this idea, Nick said it a bunch of times, that David can't win this game without a Goliath, and also vice versa. The interesting thing for me is that this episode shows that... What does what does this episode mean for this story? Yeah, absolutely. Like, because it looks like a very even split. And I think next episode's absolutely pivotal as someone has to flip or else it's probably going to go to rocks unless Christian plays his idol. But mm-hmm. And like at this point I'm like I can't really see a David Goliath group forming super easily but it's gotta happen based on these themes right like somehow like davy and carl have got to get out i early i don't know i feel like they might just be in for a while now and just like lack like lackadaisical like sixth and fifth place boots or something i don't know that would be so odd that they build this up so much that, like, anyone, even Elizabeth, who's tribe strong, goes home. And now we're in a position where, is it just going to be a David Paganging? I, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't either. And 
I think the strangest ring on this story is the strike force that was built up in the merge episode, um, which disbanded almost yeah. immediately. And what? my question is, was that built up solely to be what could have been? Like, hey, look, is this a further example of them mocking the Goliaths? Of like, look, you guys could have been in the endgame. You had this opportunity. But you chose to be tribe strong and boring, and that caused no Goliaths to be in the end game. Possibly, because if you think about it, it was sort of Mike who initially blew it up, and then you see Alec and Allison this episode given the chance to go back, but then they still are like, you know what? Maybe we should just be Goliath strong, and and once again mm-hmm. doesn't work for them. So yeah, I think maybe the strike force was sort of a here was your chance and you didn't make the best of a bad situation. So. And I think the interesting part, I guess if we're going to keep talking about Kara is that, so three Goliaths left were in the strike force. Two were not and Angelina and Kara. So Kara's the only one who wasn't in that group in this episode. She says she wants to make a cross tribal alliance. The first one, when there's already been one, that's disbanded completely. <laughs> um, is there a chance that it's just like the reason Angelina and Kara weren't there is that they're going to flip and that they're going to be part of the actual one? Uh, possibly. I mean, those are the two like interesting characters. I feel like it's easy to just say like sweep Alec, Allison and Mike under the rug. But like, I could see mm. Angelina and Kara like flipping and yeah. Yeah, what happens then? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I feel like this 5-5 split is just such a it's really returned the game to like a weird like I don't know what's going to happen. I don't really know where this end game could lead. Yeah. I think that's a good sign for this season is that we're at the final 10 and to me anyway, it's not super obvious who's going to be in the end game necessarily. Yeah. Whereas, like, last season, we were like, okay, it's these three plus, I don't know, pick three invisible people, throw them in there, too. Well, I mean, they surprised us because, like, invisible people made it to the end, but that was just, (laughs) then we were just disappointed, so. There's good surprises and bad surprises. Yeah, but this season, it feels like everyone has a good enough edit that you can see them in the end and not be horribly surprised. Like, even um, Davy and Carl, like, I get (laughs) it. Like, they've had good content along the way. Yeah, we're not going to have to roll our eyes during a Wendell versus Angela fire-making challenge of who's going to win. Like, like, yeah. In this season, which is a great thing. Um, and I, Yeah, that's the thing is, like, this this story is clearly important. And it's either ironic and that, look, this was your chance, Goliaths, or it's legitimate and we are going to see a cross-tribal alliance continue to dominate the game. Um, and it's just kind of unclear i do expect at least one goliath is gonna be in the end oh yeah like it's not gonna be three davids or anything oh, i also doubt it'll be the very end i don't know i think i think we could see an all david final tribal that would be prob. that's probably the one way this season uh takes a nosedive if this oh. is just pagonging i don't think so i think there's so many interesting 
mechanics going on that I think it could be okay. I hope I I'm hope not because I really think this like this could be a fun new beginning almost if it's allowed to happen. But the makeup is really rough for that Goliath side. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how it works. Mm-hmm. Um. Next up, we have the theme of empathy versus looking out for yourself, which was the story of this episode, right? Like. Kara decides it's not worth looking after Dan anymore. Yeah. And That's, yeah. yeah. She looks up for herself. Um yeah, there's not much to it. I mean, it's weird that it didn't really have an effect on the end vote. Like, I mean, Dan's gone now, but like it's not that Kara really spearheaded it. Mhm. I mean, like, I I feel like I said I feel like the edit could have kind of tried to show that, but if you look at it, it she didn't. <laughs> yeah, this episode was edited as the story of Kara letting Dan go. Like, he's, it's like the end of Titanic, and they're on the raft, and she's like, nope, sorry, bye, Dan. But, <laughs> like, she had no agency in the situation at all. Like, she really was, if you were going to, like, on the beach record what happened, she was irrelevant to the undergoings of this episode like she really was it was all the davids using their advantages to take out the goliath take out dan and Mm -hmm. yeah she was in the background breaking up with him or whatever but it wasn't even like riveting television like it wasn't even like we got like them screaming at each other or anything like that it was just like she didn't want to work with him anymore and thought about voting him out but didn't i guess you can say another point of empathy is when once again, all the Davids are using advantages to keep Christian safe. But mm-hmm. that's just more game than anything, I guess, keeping your alliance safe. Um, it probably has I something to it, do with it, though, right? Like, maybe what they're yeah. telling us is Davids are empathetic and look out for each other, and Goliaths are people who, when push to comes to shove, they're going to look out for themselves. I mean, maybe Angelina's... Uh, I'm so sad I couldn't go on the burger reward because the veggie burgers were there for me, and now no one will eat them. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that was her actually just talking, trying to get a producer to low-key just give her the veggie burgers so they don't go to waste. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I think that's kind of an interesting part is maybe we will see a Goliath in the end, and they'll be like, either rewarded or ripped apart for looking out for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I would... We're still not sure on which is better, I think. Yeah. They've left it intentionally very ambiguous. I really do think that is intentional because it's, like, 50-50. Some, and, like, there's so... Such clear focus. Like, Natalie tries to warn Mike backfires completely. Um... J- um, Jeremy tries to warn Natalie, backfires completely. But then, obviously, Davy uses on Christian. Wonderful, great, good, good old time. Um, mm-hmm. And it hasn't taken a side, and it really does feel like it's Goliaths can get away with looking up for themselves, and Davids can be empathetic, but the reverse can't be true. I really do think this is something that's going to come up at Final Tribal. Um, Someone's going to make a big grandstand about this. Whatever it is. Whatever side ends up winning, I don't know. But I do think that this is going to come up. 
On to our story about the girls. The girls as underdogs and how what they know might be their power. Although they might seem powerless otherwise. Um, not huge. I mean, you did get Gabby, like, sort of <laughs> pointing out why Nick was kind of, like, wrong. Like, when she, when Nick was like, I don't know why they're hanging out together. Which is just him, like, trying to fill silence, I mm-hmm. think. And then Gabby's like, I know why. <laughs> I can lay it out for you if you want me to. And Yeah, like, oh, man. this continues to be such a bizarre theme because like we still have yet to see a girl find anything but it's so Mm -hmm. like the girls thing is so tied to knowledge is is power that i can't help but feel like we are gonna still end up seeing this come up in a major way still i'm still unclear if it's ironic i mean you see uh kara use her knowledge of dan's second idol to tell allison and alec and get them more on board but mm-hmm. it wasn't like the rest of what Kara did it wasn't that important to actually getting Dan so, out so I guess my question to you Joe do you think the way they edited this episode they were trying to kind of manipulate the audience into thinking that Kara told the Davids about the idol and that's how they were able to play the idol, idol nullifier successfully because I kind of got that vibe that that's the reason we saw that scene was like to give Kara some abstract credit for Dan going and them using it correctly, but they probably just figured he had one. Hmm. I think to some extent, especially if she didn't outright say it, like when they're talking about splitting the votes, it's always like, well, we don't know if Dan has another idol. Like, we don't know if not anyone Mm -hmm. has an idol. So... I think part of that was them trying to hint that Kara was divulging too much information and that's why they knew where to play it. So Yeah, and like I mean, if you think about it, like there was no real reason for like Alec and Allison knowing about the idol affected absolutely nothing. But it tells yeah. us that Kara was telling people about the idol. Dan ends mm-hmm. up leaving from an idol nullifier. I think it makes a lot of sense that the intention there was, hey, look, Kara did it because she told about she knew about the idol, so she was the only person able to tell people about the idol. Therefore, Kara killed Dan, even though I don't think that's what happened at all. Yeah, the edit wants to wants to say so bad that Kara did this, and it just doesn't have all the pieces to mm-hmm. do it. I think I think that might be a flaw of this season is that they're trying to tell a story. That wasn't there to begin with, just for the sake of how, I guess, interesting the perspective story could have been. Like, if Kara really was this, like, final nail in Dan's coffin. But, I don't know. And I just, while we're talking this girl theme specifically, um, we got a comment on Reddit uh, that I think actually is super, like, I thought this was actually a great point that I'm surprised I didn't think of is this is from what you're playing for on reddit who said uh and i quote i think we'll see angela's feminist motif pay off when she's a jury member during ftc where she argues to the rest of the jury that they're overlooking underestimating not giving enough credit for to a female finalist potentially gabby since gabby seems like a finalist and she has this thing about being underestimated and using it to her advantage 
the whole it's so on theme that the Goliaths are uh, just marching up and down the beach. I'm not sure if that will help her, though. The edit has been inconsistent about how persuasive Angelina can be. I think that's yeah, an excellent I could, point. I could see some Dodo music going over a stump speech by Angelina real quick. But also, like, they're weirdly complex with Angelina, so maybe it will be a catalyst in why mm-hmm. Gabby or Kara wins. And maybe that's why it's been so in our face this season, is that, like... At the end of the day, it is something that influences people. It is something that um, ultimately is really hard to s- talk about. Like, how do you edit the story of a girl making it to the end without advantages in the, in the era of big moves who manages to win a jury vote this, because she wasn't able to do those things? I think that is probably something that makes a lot of sense and actually explains why they would say the stat at the start. Yeah. I I definitely agree with that, but I don't know. It's weird that Angelina has been a lot of the focus for this. That is definitely like the dark side of it. Like the the minute someone else talks about it, will be in the like in the clearing. And in addition, yeah, I think the minute Gabby or Kara find an idol, um, lock them in as the winner. In my opinion, um, if one of them finds an idol, I think they're the winner. If they're not, then it could definitely be this ironic speech of them being like, like Angelina goes up and they're like, well, it's just because it's unfair. And then everyone being like, not really. And then not caring. Oh, Angelina. Oh, Angelina. <laughs> so that's definitely something to, um, we'll see that come up. Like, I really think that is super likely that there'll be a girl in the end and then probably Angelina stumping for them from the jury. I don't know. I'm curious to see. <laughs> How it all plays out. Because I don't think it's so far-fetched that Angelina doesn't just make it to the end, too. And she's there giving it about herself. And we also get, oh, Angelina, but we're not giving you the million. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah, like, I mean, it's not exactly shocking to say Angelina's going to have a big role in the finale, whether it's um, as a jury member or losing finalist. But, um... She's not going to be one of the invisible people in that uh, new jury format. <laughs> and then last of our stories, we want to cover all the named alliances since they are big this season. Um, we did mention earlier that Strike Force is weirdly like dead, like two episodes after its inception. Um, yeah, that's that's a strange one. Um, but we still got remnants of Slamtown. Like apparently Davy's the mm-hmm. mayor now. Um, Rochachos, I think, also might be dead, as there's only one of those left. Yep, yeah, um, I feel like that one's dead. <laughs> Maybe it could come up at Final Travel. Possibly. And then, uh, Nick's alliances actually took a break. As yeah. did Nick, really, this episode, so that makes sense. It's very fascinating how much they built up the rock stars to have effectively not been at the merge. You know what I mean? Like... I feel like there was a lot of development around specifically the rock stars that's just gone for now. Yeah, and it it's hard to think of it coming back. That for me is kind of like like I feel like we kind of have like Chekhov's rock stars reunion. I don't know how that happens cuz Mike seems super dead set against Christian, but yeah. And also mm-hmm. kind of against Gabby like I think the thing that makes it seem possible to me is that Mike and 
Mike and Nick have both expressed not wanting to work with Gabby. Nick in episode three, Mike in episode whatever the last one was, eight, I guess. Uh, both have expressed not wanting to work with Gabby, and they're a clear duo. I think it could make sense that Nick flips or something, but that mm-hmm. seems unlikely game logic-wise. Yeah. I don't know. I think part of it is with the way Tribal Council went, where it was very much, oh, one of you Goliaths is on the bottom, and you need to flip to have a better chance of just not being on the bottom in either alliance. It would be weird if Goliath finds himself in the minority, and then that same logic isn't applied to David's, I Mm -hmm. think. And I don't see Nick falling into that idea anyway where he's the lowest person on the david totem pole and is that's why he flips so i don't know i don't i, mean, I don't know how that's going to apply thinking about it now actually wouldn't it make sense that that like dave nick would flip because his whole thing has been like david can't win a game with a goliath as of right now he seems david strong but he also has the side thing with mike maybe the flip is the impetus of nick being like oh crap i can't I can't win if I'm just working with the Davids. And that's why they've been building it up so much. I don't know. I think if anything, it maybe it's a bad story. Maybe he flips and then... True. Like, flippers never win, so... <laughs> Hashtag Dan Foley. <laughs> uh, and there's actually another point relevant to the named alliances thing before we move on. Uh, f- from Asa Druid... I hope that's how you pronounce your name. And this is actually a really, really good point. So, um, do you remember when Nick compared himself to him and him and Christian to JT and Steven from Token Jeans? And he's like, I'm like JT because I'm the fun-loving um, country boy. And Christian's a lot like Steven because he's a nerd. Do you think that there's a possibility that that kind of connection is supposed to be reversed where... If you remember Token Jeans, uh, JT was the one who everyone loved and was like, oh, we'll get him out later, maybe. He's so lovable, like, and the strategy guy brings him to the end and loses. Um, could this be some sad, ironic story of uh, Nick thinking he's JT when he's actually Steven? It does feel very much reversed right now. Like, we're all we're seeing from Christian, like, almost purposefully is, like, fun moments not really super strategic ones whereas with nick it's always strategic always alliances and trying to get further in the game so yeah i think it's very much reversed and um not so great for nick it's another point of contradiction for him and And i guess that's our stories section um so now we'll go through the Kalo Kalo tribe and dissect how we think their stories on going and all that good stuff. So alphabetically, mm-hmm. we'll start with our boy Alec, who had a little bit of a quieter episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I have too much new to say. He's still trying to play both sides. It, like I said, this episode sort of seems like it's painting a, him with a bad light, where he's being shown as maybe flipping... But not. It's very Laurel Johnson. Yeah, he got that on. Like, so yeah, it's like Laurel from the other point of view, eh? Yeah. Um, 
he got that like at tribal council he said something like you know that's how i am i work with vibes like i'm willing to flip any moment and then he got that like sound cue where it was like like yeah and like nick had like a shock face and yeah it wasn't a good look that alone is enough to uh i feel like rest the coffin on alec but um yeah like I said last week, I think Alex playing probably the best game. Like if you're just, if it wasn't for all these advantages and all that stuff, like if it was just pure like pure survivor, Alex probably the best player. Uh, he'd definitely be the person I would advocate to see the back. Um, I think there's a chance he tries to flip back to the Davids and gets like everyone's just like, oh, he's too sketchy and vote him out kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like he's stuck with not flipping a third time and. You just sort of, I guess, I mean, the thing you have to do now is if you get in that minority, you gotta, you gotta flip to some extent, but I think it's going to be too late and a scramble more than a um, plan, I Yeah, because, like, for me, the reason I think that is just, like, if you track his story, it's basically the story of him being, like, whatever, fun-loving surfer guy, and to flips on Natalia, everyone being like, he flipped on Natalia, he's so sketchy. And to him being the guy that Christian vouches is the guy who's willing to walk the walk about the Goliaths. He's willing to flip. And then him talking a lot about, like, if I don't flip here, then I lose these people. If I flip now, I lose these people. I need to figure out a way to flip at the right time so that I have both people, both sides on both my uh, willing to work with me still. I think this is a story of him picking the wrong time to do that, being in an optimal spot, making a mistake. And then he's either going to, I think... I don't think this is the end. I think he's going to flip one more time because we need that story of him flipping to resolve itself. I think it's going to be him flipping everyone now being like, it's too late, buddy. And it's like a President Sarah moment. Yeah. I think that's right. Where he'll flip, but it'll be too mm-hmm. late. And- maybe for one vote or something. And then they're just like, maybe almost um, Will Wall-esque. Um... I think I the pendulum strategy comes back. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Allison was giving me more Will Wall vibes than anything with all the resume talk, yeah. but um, maybe a little Donathan E, where he was very yeah. much. I think he'll get viewed as just a flip flopper more than anything else. So I agree. I guess there is a possibility that Alec actually makes it really... Re- like, I think there's a chance Alec's a losing finalist. Mm-hmm. Like, and everyone's just like, sorry, dude, you were just so untrustworthy. Like, there's no way I'm ever voting for you. And almost like the Russell Hans style spot. I think that would be possible, but I don't know. I feel like Alec would win if he was up against, like, two Davids there. That's true. That's the thing. is like, he almost feels too good of a player to not win if he makes the end. And I don't think he's our winner. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Um, in that case, I think he's probably gone in this next two-hour episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it could very easily be Alec and also Allison going, or maybe Mike. Mm-hmm. I think we're, they're placing this two-hour episode very thoughtfully where they're just... Yeah, because gonna... historically it's always been around thanks- like on the Thanksgiving, like this week. And instead we're getting it next week and i think that's interesting yeah i think it's just it's a good time to like get two boring eliminations out of the way on one night um but like historically they've always been really good like million dollar gamble in millennial version x is a 
killer episode. See, that's like the outlier for me, though. Because, like, I think that one was just poorly placed where you had, like, two pretty big votes and... Mm-hmm. Even the um, Cambodia one, though, right? Like, you get that's where you get the Stephen voting himself out. Okay, maybe. like to place them. Well, I think ideally they should put smaller ones on one night. Yeah, probably. And maybe that's more when they do two boots in one hour. Mm-hmm. That's so. when, like, you're, like, that's when Allison's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Allison and Carl somehow. <laughs> um, I guess that's probably good for Alec. Like, yeah. I did like that. Okay, actually, before we move on, this is, I guess, a conjunction point for them. Um, in this episode, it seemed like Alec actually did want to flip, but Allison's basically hard no, and that limited his options. I think him and yeah. Allison are closer than we see. And she has more power over him than he probably thinks. I don't know. I think there was that interesting moment on the beach where Allison has her, like, epiphany about just sticking with the Goliaths. And Alec agrees with it, but it feels very much like he's just giving Allison lip service and mm-hmm. not not actually into it. But, yeah, I think he didn't have a choice then and just went with it. That said, it is interesting that the two Angelina votes ended up being Alec and Kara. So they did vote against Goliath. I'm interested to see. Was that the plan? Like, were they actually? Did they actually flip? And maybe that's a, not death. Maybe it's not dark skies for Alec and Kara for that reason. Like, maybe the Davids told them to vote Angelina, and so they'll get like a graces kind of thing. Hmm. I think that's a possibility. And if we're seeing Kara in the end game, which I think we are, I think that makes a lot of sense for how she ends up getting there. If it's like, oh, you did what we wanted to. Good job. Yeah. So, and that would obviously be good for Alec, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's Alec. Please come back for another season. <laughs> Next up, we got somebody who I don't want to come back for another season. Allison. Aw, Allison. <laughs> Sorry, Allison, you're a Laurel. <laughs> Aw. I read a post, I think, on Aragic this week that was like, if this were Australian Survivor, Allison would have a really good edit. <laughs> because, like, it's inconsistent, but, like, if you got 26 episodes, like, and this is episode 9 of those for Allison, like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But, unfortunately, this is 9 of 13, and we just haven't seen enough. And now she's getting, like, Big Moves resume talk, and I don't think that's ever good. Nope. Winners don't talk about their resume, usually. Yeah. Um, this was somehow Allison's worst episode, even worse than the ones where she wasn't on it. Um, like, I feel like anyone, like, I don't know if you noticed this, but there seemed to be, like, a periphery of people being like, no, Allison's gonna win. Like, <laughs> just trust me. Oh, yeah. And I think this one is gonna be the one that shuts them off. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like anyone who's an Allison fan this long is probably gonna be like, this was her breakout episode. <laughs> She got five confessionals. CPP five queen. Yeah. I mean, I guess there is like a contingent of people who kind of just count confessionals and that's how to determine whether someone's like good visible or not. Like she got confessionals in this episode. But it was, it was very inconsistent. It was very Laurel Johnson and Laurel Johnson's never win. Yeah. And like, I think the thing is, is like, you never want to like, to pardon the term, but like blue balls the audience, like that, the winner doesn't do that. Um, 
when Allison's like, I'm totally going to flip. I'm all in with Gabby. I'm all in with fan favorite character to work with her. And then she's like, for no reason, we get no explanation. It's just like, you know what? I decided I'm not going to. Like, that's not a... And yeah, I think I was inconsistent that they did end up voting for Angelina. So like, and I I guess she didn't, but that was because her vote was stolen. So we never know where she would have voted. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested in how her, so this is the second time her relationship with Gabby's come up and I don't know about you, but it feels weird that if this is the payoff, like, um, like, cause obviously in the pre-merge we saw Gabby finally go talk to Allison and like, they've been kind of paired up in tertiarily ever since. And this is yeah. the first time it's come back up. Um, I would be shocked if this is the end of that. I think it's too little to be just like a Gabby's kind of strategic, um, like side point. Like I think it's Gabby's main thing. So we'll see. That I definitely agree Where with. It goes from like there. I just think that like they'll she'll probably get back into working with Gabby somehow or yeah, like maybe it's Gabby is really gonna destroy her or something like that. Like, but it's gonna come back up probably for the positive. Probably them working together. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's Aunt, uh, Allison. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next up we got Angelina, who really wants her veggie burgers. Yeah, and that was about it. It was the quiet Angelina episode. Mm-hmm. And it's it still feels really weird. Like, we've had so much of, like, this over-the-top, like, begging Angelina that like this really quiet episode was very neat for mm-hmm. her. It's like a much needed cooldown for the villain of the season. Like, <laughs> um, the thing with Angelina that I've uh, I guess clued into finally is she has a lot of content about the elements. Like in the jacket episode, she's like she gets to rationalize why um, she's cold, and that's why she really wants a jacket. It's not because she's mean or anything. It's because She's just really cold, and she just can't... She runs really cold. Um, And this one, she talks about how, like, yeah, she wants a veggie burger, but, like, that's different than most people because being a vegetarian out here is really hard. Um, It's not just, like, she's just just hungry like everyone else. There's more to it. Um, And in another episode, we also got the whole vegetarian thing about how it's really hard being a vegetarian out there. Um, I think that's something about Angelina that's very interesting. Uh, I think there's a chance that this is the story of Angelina not being able to take the whole 39 days. Really? You think she's going to quit? I think it's a possibility. I don't know. Because, see, the one thing Angelina's edit is full of is rationalization. Like, you get a good reason of why she's doing everything. And I saw, like, another comment that was like, what if this is Angelina's winner story? Like... And I'm sure I'm forgetting, like, points where, like, Angelina was too much. But I feel like a lot of those points were points, like we discussed, that couldn't be edited out very easily. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I maybe I, I still want to wishfully hope that this is the Angelina winner story. What does, like, I couldn't personally imagine a glowing Angelina winner edit. Yeah. I think if I had to put, like, a third person on my winner contender list, I would put Angelina. Because, like, 
I just don't believe very strongly in others, but I can see this as the winner edit for Angelina. Like, confessionals every episode, lots of, like, rationalized strategy talk, and for all her actions, bizarre or not, um, I don't know. And I mean, like, honestly, like, she's clearly Goliath strong. There's no way to really edit around that. Um, she's the only one who's, like, foot down, like, no chance. Um... And it kind of makes sense if you have that person in a season where the season is inherently, like, the theme is the Davids are the good guys. Like, it's kind of hard to edit around that. Um, if you have one of the villains win, maybe you just let them be the villain. You're like, yeah, they're the villain. Get over it. Well, and, and next episode, I mean, the next time on Survivor shows, Angelina getting mad at the mm-hmm. at the glass for voting her. And so she's going to go on, like, a revenge tour. But, I mean, who knows how much of that is true. But the seeds are yeah. there. Maybe Angelina will shit. Like, honestly, like, you're kind of right. Like, this is the kind of edit that is, like, untraditional. But you'd be kind of, like, irresponsible to completely eliminate. Like, I don't think there's a 0% chance Angelina wins. Because um, you're right. She gets to rationalize everything. Like... For me, the reason I think quit is because how much it's like she talks about running cold, being a vegetarian, struggling with food, all that kind of stuff. But I feel like that humanizes her more than mm-hmm. anything. And if that's the most human Angelina so. gets in our confessional, which <laughs> honestly I think is possible. Like, yeah, because, you know, right now they think she's a joke. Like the producers filming season 37 or whatever in this moment, are like, oh, silly Angelina, ha, 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 we're filming you. Yeah. What if they only get content about her being kind of over the top in uh, high maintenance? <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, maybe she can win. <laughs> I, I would be so. 100% here for that. Like, give us the female, the over-the-top female villain winner, please. <laughs> That'd be so good. <laughs> and... Like, I could kind of see it breaking her. Like, they're clearly, like, like, people clearly view her as, like, effectively a goat. Like, I think that's how people are looking at her right now. But, like, maybe it's just, like, she's the only Goliath there, and <laughs> the Goliaths are the majority of the jury, and she has, like, a Sandra-style thing where she's like, listen, I wanted to do Goliath strong. Y'all just kept messing up. And, yeah, she got, she was targeted a lot, but it was never her, and she made sure it was never her. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, one of the things I'm just not sure on where her story goes from here, it feels like she could go at any time, <laughs> but also win, so. Yeah, she's one of those people who literally could be any position. Like, she could leave next, or she could be a losing finalist, and both seem yeah, quite equally likely to me. Like, winner's the least likely for her is the problem. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Speaking of uh, somebody who has... Yeah, the winner. (laughs) Bing. Okay, Carl was a little better in this episode, but, like, he's still Carl. I, like, he somehow, like, had a big episode that was, like, UTR2. And, like, (laughs) it just shows where we've gone in this season. We've gone from, like, loving father figure cowboy Carl to, like, 
weird, like, hungry, drunk Carl who, I don't know. <laughs> and he's such a dork. Like, like this is a guy who, like, is frothing at the mouth to be able to tell people about his um, idol nullifier. And, like, that pays off big time in this episode, I think, with the bing and the, like, just them when they're all doing the Voltron thing. They're all, like, Christian's like, yeah, I found an idol. And then Nick's like, I got a vote steal. And then Carl's like, I got a nullifier. Get this. What it can do is we pick somebody who has an idol and we play it. And then the idol's gone. It's gone. Like, the idol's no longer there. This is the game changer. This is it. And it's, like, by far the weakest one. It's like... Hmm. I don't know. Like, where did all that Carl content go? Like, you could very much make him that same sort of guy. Like, even a little game body, but it's not even that anymore. And I just... I don't know what's going on. I think he's just like a kind of a mis- I think he's kind of like not having a great time out there. Like I really think like he found his nullifier. He really wants to be in like the cool kids group and he's not. Like he's very I think he's very clearly on the bottom of the Davids. Um and like I think from the looks of things he's probably not doing much game. Like and he's just kind of a hard one to edit around. Oh yeah. And I'm sure, like, he's hard to sort of craft content for, like, just the way he, like, like talks. And, like, yeah, if he's not talking much game, it just seems hard to. And, I mean, we saw his bio. His bio was, like, no. Yeah, super, super yes. iconic. Yeah, so it's just, I don't know. I feel like with Carl, they just, they can't really give him, like, the sympathetic dad story because... He probably doesn't feel like that right now. We know he's emotional. I think that's what they were telling us with that, is that he's super emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, he, I think, like, honestly, like, one thing that Carl I noticed is um, we got him talking about how his back's hurting. I think it was in, it was in the last episode. He was talking about his back hurting. Um, and we saw him talking about loving hard work in the premiere with Pat, with your boy Pat. Um talking about loving hard work in the premiere and then not working hard on the shelter with Elizabeth. And then now his back hurts because they didn't cut up the, uh, <laughs> they cut the <laughs> bamboo into half. Um, I think we're getting hypocritical Carl. And he like, he wants to eat way more rice because he didn't get to go on reward. Yeah. He's like transforming into the person he never wanted to be. Oh no. <laughs> he's like, I really think that like, he's, um, He's our, he's lazy. He's our, that's what we're supposed to be laughing at. You know what I mean? Like he likes the hard work, but he's lazy and we're supposed to kind of laugh at him. He feels like that nonsensical, like late game character, like a Butch Lockley or a Rick Nelson, sort of like quiet and not really much into the game, but like makes it far as a number and. Yeah. And he's the one who like afterwards he'll go on like a podcast and be like, no, you see, like, I had everything with everybody. Like, they all loved me. I don't... Like, I just... They went, like, very similar to, like, Brett LaBelle and um, Mother's version X. And just like, listen, we had David cornered all of us. And, like, last minute, everyone just decided not to. And it's like, no, you just had no bonds. Like, that's... Yeah. You're on the bottom of a group and you got kicked off. Like, it wasn't that complex. 
We still have yet. I mean, uh, Carl's another one. He could go now. He could go later. I mean, he can't be the winner. He can't be the winner. I could easily see him losing fire. Um, that'd be a very Angela way, and I'd be a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I guess so. That's probably good for Carl. Uh, yeah. Christian can found an idol and talked a lot about how things work again. Um, so I've loved Christian all season. This is the first episode where I was like, he can go. Like I'd be okay if he left. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Angelina. Um, (laughs) I'm a Goliath now, by the way. Oh, wow. Um, I, it was a lot. It was another episode title. It was another just like absolute devotion to like this is what Christian is doing and we need to pay attention to it because it's so like it's so Christian don't you want to watch this guy and it really just makes me think like what if like they just love him so much he's like just the winner like I I've been comparing him to Rupert a lot and so right before we started recording I went back and looked at Pearl Island's episode titles, and even Rupert didn't have this much. And so, it's like, are they just really so into that character? But, like, let's be real. Some of these are not great episode titles. And, like, even the ones that aren't him are, like, about him, except for, like, two. Like, the Brochacho's one technically was Dan, but for all intents and purposes, it was, like, we're supposed to think it was Christian. This is another one. It's like, come on. Like, he definitely is, like, a once-in-a-lifetime find, like we've mentioned, like a Rupert. But it feels more than Rupert. <laughs> Which is wild, like, in every way. Like, you mentioned, like, more episode titles than Rupert. We got probably more content from him than Rupert. Mm-hmm. Like... It's just hard to and place him. And now with his idol, it feels like there's no way he goes anytime mm-hmm. soon. Like, he could be the Goliath target, but it doesn't matter because his idol's there. So, like, I don't know. And, like, the <laughs> other thing is, like, like, that, like, the listener I read earlier mentioned, like, is this we got so many like subtitled well we can just get christian anytime right like that's what john said that was that's like when initially angelina was like let's go after christian and then it flipped the rationale was well we can get him anytime well maybe the story is they can't like maybe the story is like lol you should have voted him (laughs) out at the final 12 like angelina told you to yep angelina was right the Mm -hmm. entire time I just, with Christian, I'm just like, for me, it's so hard to evaluate because in my heart of hearts, I still feel like we're getting a girl winner, but Christian's so in your face. It's like, how can you not like be like, maybe this is just Boston Rob winning his first season. It's just like, even Boston Rob, I think like people didn't like him. Christian just feels so universally likable. Because, like, I would say you have someone, 
a universally likable, like, scream time hog. Because, like, you have, like, a coach. Like, I don't think everyone likes coach. But, like, Christian, like, it's, like, quirky and adorable. And you, like, everyone likes it. And, yeah, you sicken of it, but you liked it initially. So, it just feels weird. It feels so much like a Rupert that we haven't seen in a while. Because, like, you've had other screen time, like, hogs, like, Russell, but he wasn't everyone's favorite. It's not like the content about Russell or um, even Coach was, like, 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 one, he's getting a lot of screen time. He's transcending the season, all that stuff. But it's not like the content he was getting was, like, Wow, we love him so much. Like, like with Coach, he was like, look at this idiot. With um, Russell, it was like, he's the worst. He's like, I hate him. This one, it's like, yeah, he's our Russell. He's our Rupert. But the content, also the SPV, the second person visibility, is all like, Christian's the greatest. We love him. And, yeah, I think with that idea that it's a JT-Steven relationship, but... Christian's the JT. I think that fits really well. And it's something mm-hmm. we clued in on, but I think a lot of people will be like, oh, wow, this situation was reversed. Why didn't I see that earlier? And, like, honestly, to me anyway, game logic-wise, it kind of... That confessional from Nick makes me believe why Nick would bring Christian to the end. Because he thinks... That Christian Steven and Steven's not gonna get the respect because he's awkward and weird or whatever. And in reality, it's the opposite. And that's the story of why Nick brings Christian because he thinks he's Steven and relates JT. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're on to something, but it could also just be crazy yeah. and Christian goes in that finale somewhere. I just don't see him going anytime soon anymore. I agree. I think there's a chance that it is just the story. Like, this all is a rationale of, like, Nick takes Christian and it makes sense. Like, that's his million-dollar error or whatever. Um, But I also think, yeah, like, he could leave way earlier still. I mean, theoretically, but he has the idol. He's such a weird character. Like, I don't know if, like... My head says he has a really good shot to win, but, like, my gut says he doesn't. And I just don't... I I can't explain why, um, really. Like, I feel like I can't rationalize it because in my head I'm still seeing him as a 10th place or something. But I don't think that's going to happen. So... And, like, maybe there's a world where, like, him being so verbose... Like, in the premiere is, like, hint of, look, he's going to mess up Final Tribal. But I don't think, that, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, because I think you'd have to mess up tribal Final Tribal pretty bad. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think Christian would do that bad. Like, he's more charming than anything. Like, yeah. yeah he's really good with words. Like, I don't th- again, eight <laughs> episode titles or whatever it is. Probably 13, but, um, that's the thing is it's just like, I feel like realistically he should be the winner. This is like this season being the story of them not being able to get rid of Christian makes so much sense. 
Um, and yeah, like I just, uh, and we, I believe we do have a reader question about that concept. Um, oh, okay. So someone mentioned yeah. this being very similar to, um, how Ty kind of was talked about, which I don't think it's, I don't think, I agree. Like he's like a big character mm-hmm. like Ty, but I don't think, um, it's the same way. Cause I think that the edit never told us that Ty could win. It's like, hey, Ty's a lovely person, but Christian is more that. Like, Christian is a threat in all caps under um, this story. So I really do think that, <laughs> I don't know, like, like maybe there's a world where it is, like, a Christian Gabby thing at the end, and then everyone's like, well... Everyone said Christian was a threat, but we underestimated Gabby the whole time or something like that. That makes sense to me, but only me, probably. So, Yeah, probably at this point. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, it just continues to be Christian maintaining the status quo is, like, good enough, but, like, not really because it's weird and... That brings us to Davy, uh, the Slayer of Slamtown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, elections are actually just battles to the death. Um, I'm so mad at the editors that they invisibled him in the merge. Like, you have no idea. Like, I'm gonna send them so many angry emails, being like, "You had such a good contender built up that you just ruined. You just ruined." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we dropped him off our lists, but if he had, like, merge content, he'd be, like, rising back up, and... 100%. Well, he would have been. I think this episode was a lot of, like... Bad also, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think we're being shown that, like, jacket... Jacket addiction is a flawed disease. (laughs) Um... This game is not about jackets or eggs. Um, And I feel like he just had another over-the-top moment where it just didn't work out for him. Yeah. I can't remember it, but... That's the thing. is like, Davey, I feel like, is just a good player who, like, this is, like, this is those power-crazy players edits when they don't win, like Tony or Jeremy or something. I think that's what Ring is like. All the time you hear the, like, well, how could they have edited Jeremy any different? This is why Spencer's gonna win. It's like, well, no, this is what this is what Jeremy looks like when he doesn't win. He plays the idol and somebody who he's never been established with um, talking to. Yeah, I don't, I don't have too much to say about no, Davy. I feel like he's gone he, soon. Carl will outlive Davy, and that's sad. I you really think do so? think so. I don't know. Davies and I feel like everyone's hard to place now, but Davies especially like hard to place because of that merge episode. Mm-hmm. It feels like he could go anywhere. Like obviously the edit doesn't care too much about him, but they do want his bigger moments. Yeah. So I he could go next. He could be early finalist. I really don't. Or no, Classic early finalist. Early finale. I don't think he's a. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't think he is a yeah. finalist, but I think he could be in the finale. I think the thing with Davey is, um, he's one of the only people without a story at all right now. I think his story's over, where 
now he's now he's the mayor of Slamtown or whatever. I guess that is really the only remaining plot thread if that affects anything in the future. But um, basically, everyone else we have a story of right, like Carl the hypocrite, Alec the maybe he flipped too late, Allison the again maybe she flipped too late, uh, in her relationship with Gabby. We have Angelina and the elements and like always being right the girl story. Christian, every story in the game is about Christian. Davy, he doesn't have anything right now <laughs> at all. He's big moments. Yeah, I mean, he he had, like, provider stories, but those have faded off as they do in the merge because you don't really need to provide as much down the home stretch. It's not as big a focus Davey's of the game. the textbook example so. of a character who had a really good first act and then didn't get a second one. Like, yeah. the merge should have been... If Davy was going far, I think it would be this, like, that's when Davy's going to be like, now I have my eyes set on this. But we didn't get that. I think that means that somehow he's going to leave relatively early. Mm-hmm. He still has no relationships really built up. No. He just feels like a number to the Davids as opposed to anything, mm-hmm. like, individualized, like uh, Christian, Gabby, and Nick do, so... If somebody's going to get idled out, I think it'll be Davey. Uh, yeah. Like, on the David side, I mean. But it, that'll be so interesting because Christian has the rehidden idol and he's not going to play it, mm-hmm. so. I, I don't know if we'll see any more idols, I feel like. Uh, maybe they rehid dance. So. No, because that was... Oh, yeah, you're right. They wouldn't have. It was either Goliath or... Yeah, we might not actually see another The one. Green Tribe. And, well, Christian will probably play it next episode. You think so? The 5-5? Five five? Yeah, I think so. I don't yeah, know. We'll see. But... Yeah, Davey's, anyways, one of those people who just feels like he's going to be our first David casualty to me. Somehow. I don't really know how, but it just feels like... We're getting the highlight reel of Davy of a character they probably really loved, that production really loved, but they just don't have a story to form him. Yeah. So, I guess that's Davy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm very happy that Gabby and Kara are our next two people just alphabetically, because I have a lot to say about both of these people. So, they both had huge coming out parties. Obviously, we're going to start with Gabby. Um, but... Both super huge episodes where they get to perfectly explain their thought process and everything. Um, I think this is a really good episode for Gabby. I disagree. (laughs) I'm surprised you say, like, a huge coming out party because I just feel like it was, like, okay for Gabby. I realized, I know last episode we were very much like, or I was very much like, this UTR1 episode for both of them is bad. Like... They need a big episode to, like, repair it. And this episode made me realize, like, no matter what, I'm just not on the Gabby or Kara <laughs> trains at this moment. Um, I just think they're weird. Rude. Edit-wise. And <laughs> I mean, I love Gabby, but I just, it doesn't feel, it feels more and more like Hannah. Like, she's trying, but it's not going to add up to a win. Like, you did your best. I really hope not. I think Gabby's now my number two, I think. Maybe number one. To me, it's really close between Gabby and Kara. Oh, and gosh. I really think, really think one of them is going to win. Um, I, f- 
for the love of me, I just can't figure out which one I think more. My big issue with Kara <laughs> is that she was on both non-complex tribes, which is a death sentence in my opinion. But I kind of see this working, that Christian is going to use his idol on Gabby. Gabby's going to be in danger sometime soon. He's going to use his idol on Gabby. And then it's going to leave Christian wide open. Christian gets voted out. Everyone thinks Gabby is worthless or whatever. She surprises people. At the end of the day, as much as this season is about Christian, as we mentioned, it's more like the story, if you plot it out, is about Gabby. All of Christian's content is about how good Christian is or whatever, but the main story is kind of about how Gabby's dealt with that. And while always the story of the season doesn't always tie to the winner, this one feels very odd because I feel like Gabby wouldn't be getting this content if she didn't win, or at least didn't outlive Christian. Mm, I don't know. It just feels like she's a interesting character, but it it doesn't add up. Like mm. she's trying, but it's not enough. Like I feel like this is another situation where I mean maybe by default because she didn't have an advantage, but she doesn't feel like a big player in it. It we just need to see like more from her, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Is like know. at the end of the day, this is a weird, crafted, very planned edit. No matter what it is, I just to me it just doesn't look like what. Like, I honestly feel like we would get more of Christian being strategic and more of Christian being like a player if he were to win, and. I feel like Gabby's getting that content instead. Like, And I feel like they're trying to package them as a duo so that when Gabby wins, it's like Christian kind of won too. Um, I think that's kind of what I'm seeing. But her on her, like, if Christian was just like, like you just removed all Christian content from the season or whatever, like Gabby has like the worst edit ever. Um, and so I don't know how mm. much personally I should look at her on her own edits merits and not when paired with Christian because when paired with Christian it's much stronger I feel like she could be paired with him even more though like if it's such a tight duo we'd see like more references to it like that's part of why Nick's alliances sort of fall by the wayside is or like his chances are falling is because we're not getting references Mm -hmm. to Mason Dixon is like out of the picture for now and like Rockstars obviously is going away but there's no like closure on it like what does hard tribal lines mean for that alliance and I just feel like there's so many opportunities to show Gabby and Christian working together or Gabby like just pointing out Christian's threat status or stuff like that it's just okay so what do you make so obviously you were not high on Gabby's UTR1 last week what do you make of the flip being, like, now this episode, she's quite visible. She gets to explain it all very well. But in the episode where she was very low visibility, Christian talked about her and how and Mike, that Mike was like, she's untrustworthy or whatever. Um, and Christian said, wow, it was a real mistake to tell me about you not trusting Gabby. Right? So we get that from Christian in the episode where Gabby's a little less visible. In this episode, Gabby comes back. And they're still not... Mike's not after Gabby. That's, that plot line has not hit at all. But they set it up that that was going to be a big thing. And now Christian has an idol. 
and Mike's still in the game, and Nick's still in the game, anti Gabby. I feel like the seeds are there for Christian saving Gabby, and I just can't see, like, unless it's the story of Christian saves Gabby and then they just waltz to the end. It doesn't seem like the story I'm seeing. I see the story of they're protecting Gabby with the usage of Christian, who is actually literally going to protect her. I think part of it is that you see this story going towards Christian saving Gabby, and I just don't think enough groundwork is laid for even that to happen. I think... I just don't feel like they haven't been shown as that tight of a duo. It would be more of a shock to me than anything if that happened. Not even like like the content, like... Like, on the, like, I think the story of everything has been the story of Christian and Gabby. Like, on original David, we had, um, like, them talk, like, like, Christian talked about how when Christian has his ups, Gabby has her downs. And when Gabby has her downs, Christian has his ups. And, like, we had that sepia tone scene of them, like, talking about the Goliath. And, like, I feel like this, while Christian and Nick maybe get more, like, I, th- I think Gabby and Christian are the duo of the season. I think there isn't a more developed one. Christian Nick is close, but I think Gabby and Christian by a decent margin more in that they actively look out for each other. And we have a story of them, the reason why they're working together and all that kind of stuff. I think to me, it just, they wouldn't put that much into it if it, there wasn't more to it, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think to me that reads more like, Gabby is a losing finalist to Christian than like Christian saving Gabby or like Christian Mm -hmm. underestimating Gabby, I guess it feels just more like, Oh, these two are really close. And like, that's Christian's like duo. Like we've seen how duos are strong, but like, I I don't see it the other way around, I guess for me, it's like, there's just so (laughs) many signs. Like, Again, like, she's the only person in this group to not have an advantage, but she knows about them all. Um, Obviously, she's a girl. I just feel like there's a lot of things where it just feels like, to me, it feels right, but definitely weird. Right and weird. But, like, that's the thing, is it's just so Mm -hmm. hard to say. Um, And even, I think the one thing that's good for her is even during Strike Force when it was a legit thing, she's the only person still talking about David Strong. I think that could be a good thing. I mean, especially since it has gone mm-hmm. back to David Strong. Like, it might have been a little bit of foresight. But I also think that could just be Gabby being Gabby and, like, being a little too worrisome and neurotic. But, yeah, I I don't know. Like, I guess if you put her somewhere in the group of ten, like, Gabby's up there, like... It's an interesting edit, but right now the pieces don't add together. I think if Gabby won, like, I would be almost disappointed we didn't see more just agency earlier on or more, like, strong moments. And it feels like there's a lot of, like, moments really sprinkled throughout where Gabby shines and then almost just as many of her, like being a little like hypocritical like hypocritical is not maybe the right word but like like paranoid or just not in the best light and I know you don't want like a perfect golden 
golden boy, golden girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like that turn of edit, but it just it doesn't feel like there's enough positivity. I don't think I'll ever be able to not consider Gabby a really high candidate because, like, I don't get that Tiva edit at all, where they're clearly the complex tribe for one. And then the biggest story coming out of the Tifa tribe is if they go to tribal, Gabby's going, but they're not going to tribal. And Gabby's going to top it that a bunch. To me, I just, I can't imagine that being the content that comes out of that tribe all the time. If Gabby isn't the winner, like, or if that isn't held against her at the end. I guess that is possible. She makes the end, and then they're like, well, you would have been booted on Tifa. How can I reward you? I guess that makes sense. Either way, I think... If you're really sticking to complex tribe theory and Tiva is the complex tribe, like how do you do that with Dan and John going so early if Christian's the winner? Because like, I guess you show more Gabby scenes, but like they didn't do that and that would help Gabby too. I don't know. It's just, I think they did a good job of explaining it for Christian if he's the winner from that complex tribe. True. But not it wasn't terrible for gabby but i think they did a good enough job with christian i don't mm-hmm. know for me like again it's just like she's the one who has the she's the only person on the cast in my opinion who has like this might be like the storyteller in me i think this story where gabby wins is the best story this season can tell but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the winner. Like, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. I mean, like, last season's story was, like, Wendell and Dominic are better than everyone else, LOL. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm just too optimistic about Survivor. Um, I think I think there is a good story there if she were to win. Just the way it's being told doesn't feel like it's leading into that. I feel like I wish, if she does win, I wish that they would have told a better story, version of that story. I disagree. I think if Gabby wins, she'll be my favorite winner of all time. <laughs> Anyways, let's go on to who I think the internet thinks is just the winner. Like, I think uh. everywhere I look, like, I was listening to uh, the Dom and Colin podcast, and uh, normally they do, like, like a thing like this, like a kind of edit podcast at the end, like like an edit zone thing. And they were just like, yeah, uh, we're not even going to do it because we think Gabby Carr is so far ahead of everybody. Um, oh, that's so weird. And I think Carr just, like adds to her flawless like every episode okay actually i want to hear this because i definitely after this episode was like okay kara's got this maybe not this but like that was a great episode for kara this is exactly what she needed to go from like my like periphery to like right at the top um this is what she needed you go girl if it wasn't for my dying love cabby in her edit she'd probably be my number one she might even be my number one i don't know i'm changing every like 30 seconds but um okay I mean, I will, like, absolutely 100% concede, like, this edit is just, like, crafted start to finish. Like, it's so strange and, like, not natural is what I would almost say. Like, they want to show Kara doing strategic things and, like, playing a game and... There's all that. However, all of it together, once again, just doesn't add up to a good winner's story, in my opinion. Or, like, I haven't seen the seeds of it so far. 
I mean, it might be hard to tell just, like, if the Goliaths never flip up until this moment at Final Ten, there's only so much you can do, but I still feel like she wouldn't have been UTR1 in the episode before this. I, I think there's more moments you can add earlier on where she looks better. I just... And I think this episode... This episode's the hardest because it is so absolutely sculpted, like, to something that the actual gameplay wasn't. And I can't tell if they just want to do something really interesting with these two or what. I would still put her, like, Final Four fire making. I just... Ugh, I don't know. I guess the thing for me is the overarching story if Kara wins, like the winner montage is, Kara did well socially. She charmed people. But she had this cloud hanging over her head, this anchor, as Dan has an anchor tattoo, uh, holding her back from her true potential as a good player. She strived on Tiva where um, she was in the middle between Davy and Elizabeth, who hated each other or whatever. Um, and then Dan left, and she emerged into be a power player who dominated the rest of the season. Uh, the, she knew that she had to cut Dan to be the player that she was destined to be, and she did it, and then she slayed the rest of the season or whatever. That makes so much sense as like, the, sto- the winner story. Uh, it's not even funny. Especially considering it didn't happen that way. It makes me think it's even more likely that that is the winner story. What, what are Kara's relationships that allow her to do that? None. That's her biggest problem. <laughs> like, okay, so she's working with Alec and Allison. Like, that's great. I just don't get the impression that the Goliaths are going to be pagonging the Davids. Like, mm-hmm. that seems incorrect. That- but then if you. If you have Kara as a winner, she has barely any relationships with the five Davids. So... Disagree. So, on okay. Tiva, we saw a wonderful scene between Elizabeth and Kara um, talking about how they're so similar and Elizabeth really loves um, Kara, but she wants to work with Alec. Why? Not because he likes her more. She likes him more, but because he's more likely to work with the Davids. Well, the Davids left Elizabeth out to dry, uh, completely abandoned her. And so what's Elizabeth going to be on? Probably who she likes more. Who's going to be the majority of the jury? Goliath. Only need like one or two swing votes. Maybe in Elizabeth, who has such a good bond with Kara. Because they're both conservative Christian girls from the South or whatever. Uh, whatever that scene was. Um, who ride horses and all that stuff. Um, I think this could be just... I think it could also just be Kara robbing people. It's like a Michelle Fitzgerald style thing where maybe there's a worthy winner that they're trying to tell us about. And then they're also just editing Kara simultaneously. I think, yeah, if Kara won, I would almost say it would be like a bad winner. (laughs) Like, as far as I'm inclined to say anyone's a bad winner, like I feel... What they what would they be voting on mm-hmm. then? 
like, it can't be gameplay. I feel like Kara might be playing, up until now, at least one of the worst Yeah, she was And, like, honestly, like, maybe there's a chance that, like, I think the biggest flaw to come from this episode is her saying the first cross-tribal alliance. And at the, Mm -hmm. who was it? It was, um... Who was that boot? The Natalia boot. She was edited like like a complete moron. Um, yeah. Like I guess there is a chance that, like, I think Kara, the losing finalist, makes so much sense too. Like the captivating losing finalist kind of thing. Hmm. And they hold that against her. You know what I mean? Like it's like you voted out Dan, who was your ally, for no reason. Like kind of thing. She didn't vote him out, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> you thought you were making this cross tribal yeah. alliance that was the first one, and then Alex stands up and is like, "Actually, Car, you didn't. weren't the first one. It was me. Ha ha ha! Look at me, kind of thing." Like, I think there's a chance that it could just be like we're seeing like a list of things that are going to be held against her, but shown positively right now, almost Brad Culpeppery. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like if Kara makes the end, like, she's a winner. I don't think she makes the end. I definitely think she's in the final four. I agree. She could easily be fire-making loser. I think she could also be winner or losing finalist. I don't think she could be anywhere else. I think my prevailing theory is that it's an all-David final three with so that I'm guessing that means you're thinking Gabby, Christian, Nick. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Which would be crazy to have like all four of those characters in the final four. That's probably too optimistic. Like, if that's the case, best season of all time. Not gonna lie. Like, I think this has the chance to be that, and that would be definitely for me the thing that would push it over the edge. If like somehow our final four is Kara, Christian, Nick, and Gabby. Like, <sighs> I think that's honestly it. Like though, like. I hope you're right. hope so (laughs) and like car and gabby are clearly being pitted as polar opposites of each other either that means they're gonna work together i think that's super possible like super duper possible or they're gonna be against each other in fire making they're both super Mm -hmm. likely and either girl wins because gabby stresses herself out or something or everyone thinks gabby's gonna stress herself out and she rises above the occasion and wins that's literally how i see the season going by the way as uh fire making between gabby car the winner wins but um I think I think the winner doesn't matter. I think it's between Christian <laughs> and Nick. <laughs> like, that actually could be possible. Like they're developing this like duo and uh Gabby Cara just for that reason, so that when whoever loses, it's like you get like an interesting final tribal council theoretically, but really a Christian just stomps or something. Yeah. I think Nick maybe just takes Christian and it's just such a bonkers move. That actually makes way too much sense for me, and I don't like it. Because um, <laughs> for me, if Christian wins this game, I'm that's my one pause with like that would lower it like five ranks probably for me. Not because I don't like Christian, but because I just feel like it's the worst story that can be told. <laughs> I think they handle it as best they mm-hmm. can. I almost think to give us so much Christian is like, like, that's a good look for him, I guess. Yeah, it's a little overbearing at times, but 
I guess that works. my one question is, do you think it's possible that we do end up seeing the girls' alliance form next episode? Of it being Gabby Carr, no. Allison, Angelina? No, I think the, like, all four girls are on, like, totally different, like, planets in this game. I agree. Like, Gabby is so far from Kara, and Kara is so far from Angelina. And, like, maybe Kara and Allison are closest, but... Well, Kara and Angelina are close. Are they? Like, Kara just voted Angelina. Well, I mean, like, in um, <laughs> the second episode, I believe, we saw Kara going to Angelina. And, like, Angelina being like, I've got John, you've got Dan. <laughs> Which turned out great, by the way. Um, and <laughs> Natalia, or whatever, has got uh alec alec but we did like yeah yeah like obviously those results <laughs> did not pan out at all but we did see Angelina <laughs> and karma being close in that moment but it's not huge mm. yeah see that's the one thing when the girls theme comes up though it just seems like each of the four girls is nothing in common yeah yeah but what if it literally it is like, seem like like how do you edit the story of like say the season goes as we do and then all of a sudden now Gabby and Kara and Allison and Angelina are working together just out of nowhere, just because they're girls. Do you just edit it like this and have that girl theme in the background so they know like that's always a possibility? And then you just have them form and dominate the game? I hope so. Yeah, I think I think so. I don't I, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm no. really hoping it is. But And when it happens in like episode I guess ten or twelve, mm-hmm. like I guess I'm like, oh well. And if if Gabby and Kara are going to work together or anything like that, it's we're going to see it next episode. Like, one million percent. <laughs> I don't know. I think... I think we could get, like, two boys going home. Like, maybe, like, a Carl Alec or a Davy Alec. And, like, then they come together. And it's like, I'll completely switch my tune. Because, yeah, I think that Girls' Alliance will power mm-hmm. to the end. But I, well, obviously, we need to see it before we speculate think... on how well the girls' alliance is going to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of any last-minute things with Kara. I think, again, the fact that it was her, like, literally from episode one, we called this story. And it didn't actually happen. Is But it was still edited like it did. Is a huge positive for Kara. Like, that effectively means... Oh, you go. They want her to mm-hmm. be important. It's just... Does that importance relate to a way? Yeah, and, like... So, like, I think the big thing for Kara is, like... My Nana only watches, like, one in every four Survivor episodes, right? Um, She always watches the first one. She watches the merge. And she actually watched this one. And, uh... She remembered the Kara Dan <laughs> relationship and was like, "Oh, I knew he shouldn't have trusted her." Obviously, super <laughs> anecdotal, but um, it was developed enough in the first episode that I think feel like anyone can remember it. So when Kara is at the end or whatever, people who are only watching like a couple episodes, including the finale, will kind of understand Kara's winner story. She was the pretty girl who flirted with the guy, and then when he wasn't needed anymore, she was willing to cut him. I think that's a pretty important thing. And, like, we often talk about, like, a winner scene. And I still think her looking dumb about the dog thing, like the dog name, still a really bad uh, mark against her. But maybe that's just her winner scene. I don't think so. I don't think that looked... 
bad on all friends. I think it was... I looked yeah. worse for Dan. Dan looked very just, like, love-struck. Kara looked just mm-hmm. dealing with it. I do think <laughs> if she wins that this is a bad story, though. I, I, I don't like this story if this is... Like, if Kara wins, I think it's gonna be a little bit of a slog. Because, yeah. again, we were kind of lied to. And I don't like that. I think... If it, like if she wins, like the reasons will feel very like at the end of it all, as opposed to like something Kara worked on throughout the game. Like honestly, expect a lot of angry Facebook posts. If Kara's the winner. I don't know. I feel like people like Kara. Like it's just like I don't know. It depends on who she's up against. Mm-hmm. Like. I, it could very much be, like, player X was robbed. They played a game and Car just got to the end, mm-hmm. as though getting to the end wasn't a game, wasn't the game. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot else to say about Kara. Yeah, I can't talk about Kara anymore. Yeah, like, I'm interested at how how much, like, the internet has just agreed she's the winner. Like, it's crazy. Um, I feel like we said it a few weeks ago and people are just sort of falling into that trap like this is a not a common edit for a girl mm-hmm. like Kara and so it's easy to be like something's up and something is up to be honest yeah. like this is a weird edit but like I don't necessarily think so, think it equates to yeah. a just because something up is up doesn't mean uh, it's like her at the top you know what I mean like they're yeah. clearly telling us Car is a dangerous player, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she's the winner. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's enough for Kara. Um, mm-hmm. We got Mike. Quiet episode for Mike, uh, other than calling yeah. everyone bitches. <laughs> uh, not winning. Not winning. Like... No chance. <laughs> just like the villain of the goliaths like he could go pretty soon i think he'll leave next episode like yeah that seems like in the two episodes he'll go somewhere i really think he's either next episode like one of the two um or like again maybe a losing finalist i think it's possible somehow he slithers his way to the end and just no one no one considers (laughs) voting him i can't really see him many other places he feels like a very like now Mm -hmm. or end person to me yeah it's very much someone they don't care about like consistency Mm -hmm. with like it's just whatever wherever mike can fit into the story and help things along yep like oh goliath strong or oh i don't want to vote anyone out it'd just be too heartbreaking it's just yeah like the biggest thing against mike is that there is no mike white character in this season like you couldn't describe him in three lines or something like yeah. He's an enigma every episode, effectively. Um, his biggest benefit is that he's tied to the person playing the best game in Nick. Like, that's it. Really, I think. Like, mm-hmm. if his if his duo was anyone but Nick, I would be... Like, if, say, the Rockstars were Mike and Alec, I'd be like, oh, well, actually, no, Alec's the worst example, because, again, I think Alex playing a really well game, but if it was a Mike game like Carl or something, I'd be like, okay, there's no chance this is going anywhere. But just the fact that Nick is so good and does seem to have everybody, like, hoodwinked 
makes me think maybe he drags Michael along the way. Maybe. I just... Hmm. Why, though? Like, Nick's... Or Mike's flipped on Nick so many times, mm-hmm. it's like... See, I agree, but maybe why? it's just like Nick thinks that he can beat Mike. Like, I think there's a lot... Like, there is the story where Mike just has no agency and Nick kind of drags him along kind of thing. Which is totally on the table. Uh, Mike could easily just be a goat at this point. Um, but I don't have much to say about him. Yeah. Like, I he was very quiet this episode. Like, when I rewatched, I was like, oh, like, Mike really wasn't in this at all. Yeah, all his content was just like, like, Alex said something along the lines of, like, you know, I was thinking about working with the Davids, but Mike said no. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, he just reaffirmed, like, Goliath Strong and... Yep. I think that's probably one of the worst looks to have at this point, just to be like, by the yes. way, what I said last episode still holds true, and it's, like, not something we're supposed to be rooting for. I think yep, that's yep. a terrible look, so. Terrible, no good. Very bad. At the, very bad. At the bottom of my list-ish. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, like, I can see Carl winning over him. I, I, yeah. Like we said, I can see Angelina winning over him. Allison is the only one below him for me. Huh. Just, there's no, there's zero. It's, it's below zero. Um. Yeah, and like, his story is kind of over. That's the thing. Like, yeah. Like, that's why he can go at any point. He could just be the losing finalist who's just like, you played scared and that's why you're not going to win kind of thing. Or it could just be, he's gone. Yeah. It's very like, I get it. I get where your role was on this season. I just, Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for your turn to go. Yes, exactly. Like he's the person who like in 10 seasons, will think back about it and it'll be like, yeah, he left around the final 10, right? No matter where he placed, (laughs) like he'll be a losing finalist. And we'll be like, yeah, Mike was a great 10th placer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess that's good for Mike. Uh, yeah. Next up, we got his rock star buddy, uh, Nick, who, dude, is slaying it out there. Like, it feels like everybody just thinks that Nick's their best friend. Yeah, I would say he's playing a very good game. Mm-hmm. How, however, like after this episode, I was like, I nothing really changed for me. I think it's still going to be Nick and then Christian. But then as I rewatched, like, first off, he was super quiet until after mm-hmm. the immunity challenge, which that's also not great. I mean, it's the opposite of what we've seen, but it just felt like, why not touch base with Nick ever before that point? Like, they were certainly giving time to many other people. Yeah. Um, and, like, the thing with Nick is he just pulled off the probably the, quote, air quotes, biggest move of the season, air quotes ending. And he was pretty quiet in this episode. Yeah. Another problem I have is he steals Allison's vote, which I see a lot of people on, like, our server being like, yeah, what a great move. Like, he basically told Allison, like, you've waited too long to, like, stick with us. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to make you stick with us. Um, So, 
But that's them explaining it. Like, we didn't get Nick talking about Allison at all. Um, or, like, any rationale of why he might steal a vote or from who. And I think that's a really bad sign. I think that's fine, personally, just because, like, you're going to see it anyway. I don't think he needs to explain. Like, I'm going to... Like, him saying he's going to use the vote steal, I feel like... I don't think he even said it. I get that just from an episode composition standpoint of, like, they want the shocking, like, who's he going to steal? Who's he going to steal? <gasps> Allison! Why Allison? Is Allison going home? Is that Al- Like, you know, like something like that, but... Yeah. I guess I did get the feeling that Allison could be going home at that point, but... Mm-hmm. Me too. I thought it was going to be Allison. Um... And then I th- at one point he just called, like, people idiots, mm-hmm. and I just think that's a bad look for... I guess he's kind of villain. Like, there's always that inkling that Nick is kind of villainous. Yeah. But, I don't know. It just read wrong to me. And even more that, like, Lyrissa boot feels wrong. It does. And I think, so, there's, like, this one theory I think someone brought up as a joke that, like, half, so, like, the editing team was split in half. Half the editors like they alternate episodes and one team was told that Kara wins and the other team was told that Nick wins. And that's why it's so weird. (laughs) But like, well, a fun theory. I mean, in reality, they wouldn't have done that. And that's why I have trouble with both Kara and Nick is that it feels like half of their edits are right. And then the other half is weird. Whoever got the prom- so. whoever got the premiere was convinced Nick was not winning. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, they hated him at the end. All right, here you go, buddy. Um, yeah, no, like that's the thing. Like Nick's edit is so weird. His story is he almost got voted in the first episode, and now he's gonna win or die trying. And I really do think he makes named alliances. Yeah, he makes named alliances. He's and he's like, you can see he's playing a good game, but don't expect it to be rationalized. He reminds me a lot of Ryan from Triple H, I think. Hmm. Like, but without, like, a more nuanced Ryan. Like, Ryan was super positive at the start, super kind of negative and kind of quieter in the merge. Um, yeah. Nick's more mixed at the start, a little less quiet at the merge, but still a little qu- Like, he's definitely quieted down a lot. Um, yeah, there's another post that was comparing the most visible pre-merge people and it was all second and third placers and Nick fits into that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a likely position for him now. I just, I feel like I can't Which, picture him losing a jury vote personally, like, but maybe like, I don't know. It just, it, it seems wrong to me, but again, I could have never pictured Ryan losing a jury vote the start of the merch either i think if christian is there like that happens i even think like if your gabby theory is correct like if the theory is that gabby was so underestimated like that's how she's scooping up votes mm-hmm. um Kara is just getting it because she's the only goliath and elizabeth bonded with her like it's all this stuff it's so true. like that's the thing is like Nick is such a fascinating character because I think he's playing so well. He's clearly deep. Like, Nick is the... Like, Gabby and Nick, I'd be... Like, you'd have to really fight me to figure out which one I would bet on to be 
in the end more. I might even pick Nick. Just because it just feels like he's there at the end, and that's his story. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, part of me just can't picture that finale night where he's sitting there losing. Um, but maybe the story is like he got robbed, and I think that makes some sense. Um, to some extent. I mean, you could even argue in the JT Steven case, like, People definitely think Steven got robbed, and it's not the worst, like, opinion, like, but... Yeah, and honestly, the whole Christian, Nick taking Christian and paying for it actually makes so much sense. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Because he thinks he's doing the thing, because JT brings Steven, spoiler alert, um, for Token Jeans. <laughs> I could definitely see that being the same thing in him in the finale being like, and me and him are so much like JT and Steven. I'm JT. He's Steven. And Steve, like JT did this for Steven. And I'm going to that for my buddy, Christian Mason disc all the way to the end. And yeah. then Christian just steamrolling him actually makes so much sense. Would you think it's to the extent where like Nick Wins final yeah. immunity and brings Christian I think as his. If that's like, if Christian choice. wins, that's how Christian's winning. Huh. I think Christian could win without it, but do you think Christian could win without Nick there? Oh yeah, I can't. I would say christian is pretty much a lock to win for me if he makes oh no sorry i mean like do you think that christian like is there a world where christian is at the end without nick um no but that's because i just see nick as like yeah so much a lock for this is the thing for me too and i just in the world where christian wins i just can't see it anyone but nick bringing him and I, like i don't see christian winning fire making or anything like that like that just seems not likely i feel like he'll mm. be brought and it'll be like a miss the biggest mistake or whatever uh, And i feel like nick's the only person who would also bring him like Kara's not gonna bring him i don't think gabby would bring him i don't know i could see i, know, I think the story makes him. a lot of sense if it's gabby christian nick somebody else nick takes Christian, Gabby beats somebody else. Final, probably Kara, <laughs> somehow. That's just the weirdest thing. I don't get the impression that Gabby would win final fire. Making. Underestimated. So like Queen. I just really want <laughs> Gabby to win. Okay, don't hate. Um, yeah. I mean, we all do, but she's the greatest of all time. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's the thing with Nick is just. He's probably a losing finalist. And that makes me sad. Because I love when the big players win the game. Or, like, don't lose the game. <laughs> I would okay. rather Nick leave and fire Sounds Magic great. somehow. <laughs> that would be if... Because, like, I feel like Nick's yeah. not winning. But I feel like Nick honestly deserves to win. In my... In my uh. 
especially especially from what we're being chosen it really feels like christian had like not enough awareness mm-hmm. of his status as a threat and who he was these past few episodes like he's getting there but almost jokingly like yeah, yeah. guy i guess i'm a threat like, with and, christian i feel like he got really uh, lucky being placed with such elite level player in nick like because Christian shouldn't have found out. Like, Christian had no idea he was going until Nick, who managed to have all these bonds with people, was told by Alec. Like, he got bailed out by just Nick being that yeah. good time and time again. Like, th- that will be painful if we have to see Christian mm-hmm. beat Nick. For me. Yeah. Please note. I don't know. I guess he has like five more episodes to like show mm-hmm. us why he deserves. Yeah, maybe Christian really Nick. dominates the end game or something, but so far Christian's playing pretty bad, I think. And I think like sometimes people just have these weird like actually villainous turns where like mm-hmm. they just get a little paranoid or like I don't know that could happen to Nick and even further rationalize. Why he's not winning? I guess it could also happen to Christian yeah. and be his doubt. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, either way, I think Nick's in the end, and has like a five percent chance yeah, of winning for sure. But not a. Uh, I feel like he's probably just losing in the end. So that brings us to Dan, yeah. who we've talked about a lot. Who, in my opinion, got robbed, and obviously the story that we were supposed to take from him is, hey, don't be so emotional. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't play with your <laughs> emotions. Don't like play the game right. Like, don't drag nice blonde girls <laughs> down. And I think, something, I think there's something about Dan to be said about um, keeping your options open. I think that's something that we're gonna see more and more. Is like. Dan was obviously a Goliath's strong voice, but specifically, even in the Goliath, he, he didn't have options. Um, I think the season's telling us, like, yeah, like, obviously, we've talked a lot about how, um, like, a David can't win with a Goliath, blah, 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 blah. The big thing that, like, the underlying survivor strategy that it's telling us about is keep your options open. Don't tie yourself down to a girl just because she's pretty. Don't tie yourself to just working with girls, blah, 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 blah. Basically, keep your options open is what the season's telling us is mm-hmm. good. I think, yeah, that was very much the thing we saw, is that Dan would, like, commit to something. Like, whether it be, I'm going to work with Kara, or Gabby is going home first mm-hmm. no matter what, or, like, once Elizabeth targets him, like, I need to target Elizabeth. And, like, I mean, we still don't know if Angelina is necessarily wrong in that they should have been targeting Christian first. But, like, once Dan wanted to target Elizabeth, it, like, swung away. And it's unfortunate, though. It's weird because he was positive at times. Like, you got one of the weirder edits. We learned I've his whole. Seen. Yeah. We learned his whole story, and then it sort of all fell apart from there. But he's likable. I think they I don't were know. struggling with him because they wanted to tell us he was dumb, but. He wasn't, and then, but in some way, like, in the ways he was, he was dumb. 
but he wasn't dumb all the way, and so it just made things kind of weird for them. But he was also a really lovable, readable character, so they kind of gave us that. Like, I feel like they just he's like like what happens when your Captain America type goes out like this kind of thing. Like, I feel like they just have a hard time figuring out what to say. Yeah, it just feels like I said at the front of the episode. It feels very much like his edit was some in some way in service to Kara's edit, and we'll still have to see if that pays off. I would almost think for it to pay off, it would have to mean Kara's winning. Mm -hmm. And even then I'm like, uh, it'd have to be like Dan stumping for her. Like it'll be that kind of thing. You know what I mean? But we're also told that Dan's really salty. So maybe Kara, the losing finalist gets just reamed out by Dan for being heartbreaker for no reason. And like, that makes sense. I think. (laughs) Either way, Dan's gonna Dan's gonna be obnoxious at Final Travel Council. Just wait for it. <laughs> yep, he'll pull out his southern yep. accent and go crazy. He was like weirdly mm-hmm. snarky at times, and it was like interesting. Like he just like bit back mm-hmm. at Kara when she gave like an admittedly bad answer and she was like, yeah, we were just planning things out. And Dan was like, yeah, without me. And which like true, like, or like when he did get back at Gabby with like the best answer, I think you can give to when someone is like, maybe you should jump ship so you can, cause you're on the bottom over there. And then he was like, yeah, "Yeah, to be on the bottom over there. And so like, I like those, but it was weird. And no, yeah. And like, Maybe just, yeah, I think what you mentioned about Kara, like, I think Kara is honestly not a good player. Like, from just, like, the camp stuff we've seen, like, it's not how you talk to someone. Like, her weird, her open face when, like, Alec and Allison are like, we're gonna flip back, and she's just not into it. (laughs) And Allison's like, oh my gosh, look at her face. Like that's not something you want people saying so about many your survivor great game. Players, I really hope it's not her who wins. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's a little judgmental to her, and maybe she'll prove me wrong. But as of right now, I feel like she's honestly playing maybe the worst game, and that sucks. Try to think. Um. Yeah. Probably. I mean, Carl and Dave. Carl's yeah. not doing anything. I don't know if that's it's probably worse in the, than what they're honestly doing. They're but. in the same boat. Carl and Kara. It's just like both the cars are doing the same. It's just like one Carl happens to be on the side <laughs> that just won. So like he has a little bit more upside, I think. <laughs> so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess so your winner pick is Christian, correct? I'm just yep, gonna lock in Gabby. Correct. For me it's like literally fifty fifty on Kara Gabby, but I my heart wants me to pick Gabby, so I'm gonna pick Gabby. And also, just like basically, I've been on Gabby since like episode two, episode one ish. So like, just out of pure, well, like Davy obviously interrupted and stuff, but like, like Gabby was, yeah, <laughs> Gabby was my main girl from <laughs> episode one, and then I abandoned her for a little while. But then huh? overall, I would just feel bad ditching her when I it's this close between her and Kara. But I would be super, super close to switching to Kara. Yeah. I think it's interesting how after last season where we were pretty sure it was like Dominic Wendell with a maybe side of Laurel, like mm-hmm. the season we're just completely split. Like 
It's either Christian and Nick or yeah. Last Kobe, season it was basically Gabby like Wendell. Like we were both both on Wendell for most of the pre-merge, and then like near the end we kind of like were getting a little bit more faded on. Um, yeah. Oh no, we I got swayed, yeah. and then I was like, and then for ah. a while it did seem like it could be Laurel robs them or something, but like there's like three options really. Like this one, it actually feels like there are a bunch. Like. I could see Nick winning, and I couldn't see, like, Donathan winning. So it's fun. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy that I'm happy that this is the season that we're doing this podcast for. Who's leaving next, Joe? Yeah. Uh, let's say Carl, Davey, Alec, Mike. Some yeah, I'm going to say Davey and... Uh, Davy and Ooh, I guess maybe Sneak I think it has Angelina to be Davey in Angelina. there too. Like, who knows with her? That'd be a strange. I guess mm-hmm. Allison. I don't know. Next don't episode's know gonna be interesting. Like, it feels like there's there's only a small pool who it can be, but I just don't know who that's gonna be. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. I'm pumped. It's two hours. Wow. I'm hosting so a big party happen. in my so uh, much to cover. building for anyone who wants a survivor. So, three people, are, th- probably three people, me, my girlfriend, and my friend are going to show It's going to be a good time. Well, that's the show. Um, wow, I am not close to... Okay. Uh, website, thewinnersedit.wordpress.com. Uh, there is a contact form. So if you have a question or want to rant at either one of us about how bad our choices are this week, um, do it there. Um, or you can also directly email us at thewinneredit at gmail.com. No S. Uh, there's only one winner. Um... New episodes on Saturdays or Sundays, or maybe Mondays. Uh, right now we're doing pretty good, but who knows? Uh, the sequester premieres tomorrow, so... Uh, yeah, someone's going to be busy. Make it busy, yeah. Um, either, any which way, it'll be shared on our Survivor or our Edic. Um, if you found this episode, you probably know how to find it. Um... We're on all the major podcast catchers. Honestly, this line probably needs to get out of our outro because it's there. Let us know if it's not, though. It's there. Actually, someone messaged me and said that we're not on Last FM, and I'm I've contacted oh, them, and I think great. this episode will be on Last uh, FM. Yeah, yeah, Player or FM player is the FM one I use like sometimes, that. but I don't use it. I don't yeah, listen player to FM. this That's podcast it. on there, so I don't know. I don't check. <laughs> um, Review us on Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, there will be show notes sometimes. Cool. If we're feeling like it. <laughs> yeah. So, and also, just to want to say apologies for my failure in editing last week. This one, I will actually devote the time necessary yeah, to just, edit a podcast. It's tricky. Like... Thank you, Dan, for doing it every week. It's amazing work, and I should probably learn how to do it so I can take some of the blame when I really mess it up. 
but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really messed it up. Oh, last and week. so my apologies. Uh, someone I think did follow me on Twitter from this, so thank you. I hope you enjoy. All right, yeah. At Danny kills bees. Cheer me on, sequester. Uh, hashtag sequester and hashtag killby or something and be like go killby i need all the supporters i promised i like drafted up a tweet in my head during thanksgiving break and then just never posted it but thanks for following me it means a lot anyway yep cool bye farewell